expectations. Welcome back to Friends and Low Expectations. This is Season 3, Episode 13. And this is your Keith and Kamish bourbon special this week. Three weeks I think in both a row, of us are. no Philly. I think we three need to have no. a performance conversation with Philly. Well, we've replaced Philly with bourbon. So, you know. Rocking uh, Old Forester rye over here. I'm rocking some Maker's Mark Private Select milk chocolate truffle from November of 2020. Mm, mm. Pretty good. I can't see when my bottle was bottled. Let's see here. See if it's up there anywhere. Happens to the best of us. No, it's okay though. It's still quite good. You don't like rise, but I like rise. Yeah, I I like certain rye. I mean, like I'm not gonna like if someone was like here, drink this rye, I wasn't gonna like turn it down, you know. But uh (laughs) I'm definitely not gonna seek it out. I'm I'm not one to say no to bourbon for the most part. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I've never known you to do that. So I've had a we had we had some Willet pot still this weekend at wedding I went to. It's pretty good. Pretty good. I saw the so one of one of the liquor liquor stores that I frequent had uh, Willet pot still for ninety bucks, and I was like, no way. Was it was it one point seven five liters or was it like the small one? <laughs> it was the regular bottle? It was the oh, regular bottle that looks like I a paid, still? I paid. I paid one point seven. I paid. 90 bucks for 1.75, so double the size of what you probably yeah. would have gotten. Yeah, I was like, I don't know if this place is like purposely trying to price gouge, but I was like, this is not a $90 bottle of bourbon. Pretty nuts. Pretty 50, nuts. maybe. <laughs> I think that's what it normally goes for, to be honest. Yeah, it's something like somewhere between 50 and 60, but enough about bourbon. How about fantasy football? Fantasy football. Man, <laughs> talk, about, uh, talk about some real stinkers in the semifinals. We, you know, yeah, for... I mean, dude, it, it, it's it's made for entertainment. I'll say that. Where yeah. we we are definitely nothing if not entertaining. We're we're laying some duds. I mean, the two, I mean, high, I've got you a, know, two of the highest scoring teams. Point lead. Yeah, two you've of the highest scoring teams lead. in the league. Yeah, and I've got a nine point lead. Yeah, and all of us just undershot our projections. Just. Severely. Yeah, I think I think for you, Tyreek Hill uh, being hurt most of that game really shot you in the foot. I think if Tyreek just has his season average, you know, you're still putting up like a respectable, you know, one thirty ish. Right. But I was right. looking at it this week, and I think I think uh, I love the sleeper added the new feature that like shows you kind of like your start sit accuracy and your points and. Like you and I are both averaging like 135 a game, and we both come in well under our average. Right. And, and you know, it's yeah. just it's it's wild because I don't really – I mean, <clears throat> other than Brees Hall, I don't really have a, anything to kind of make up the difference on the bench. You know, I just had a pretty underwhelming week. I uh, I definitely could have made some adjustments to I, – I mean, <laughs> if, I, if I start my optimal lineup, I think I'm well over 130. If I plug in – Brock Purdy, that's what. Yeah, I mean, Jalen Hurts had a generational stinker this past this week. Yeah, yeah, um, not good, not good. Yeah, what do, you say then, we, what do you say we dive into these matchups? What do you say we go one by one? Um, yeah, we got. We, I mean, this is the last week. I think that we're gonna have 
uh, five matchups to discuss because mm-hmm. next yeah. week, um, next week we'll only have three, maybe. Does that sound right? We'll have we'll have the no, we'll have four. We'll have the no, final. We'll have, we'll have all five. No, we'll, have we'll have four out of five because the fifth place game will be decided. Fifth place game will be decided, and the seventh place game will be decided. So we'll only have so it'll the be last the place, championship round, third place, and, and yeah, third and, and fourth last place. place. Yeah. So. All right, but let's. I think we start from the bottom, work our way up to the top, because uh, we've got that a sounds good, good to me. A pretty good, um, pretty good, like good parity across the board. I think let's start with the seventh place matchup. Sure. Um, where we've got Dan Flash's Superstore Joe and the Fighting House Plants Fern. They d- did a gentleman's agreement, 1v1, uh, 360 no scopes on Rust. Uh, their their uh, rules for the matchup were they're going to play their best player, per se, and then uh, a kicker. Um, and, uh, man, yeah, this was just peak Joe luck for you, you know? Yep. Justin Jefferson, he picked Justin Jefferson as his skill player, and he came off to a pretty hot start. Two catches, uh, 27 yards, and just then, I don't know if you watched the game at all, Keith, but... Yeah, he got hurt, like, instantly. <laughs> well, he got he he got just railroaded. Uh, I mean, he, he went up to catch the ball and just took a, a massive shot from the safety, Marcus Epps, and uh, he went down, he bounced up, but you could tell my man was hurt, and uh, he went off the field immediately, went to the blue medical tent, and uh, that's all she wrote. So, yeah, you know, a guy who could have been on pace for, you know, a, a, a typical Justin Jefferson performance uh, puts up four point seven for Joe, and yeah, yeah you're, you're not going to get much help there. Well, you know, and we we even talked about this last week. I I suggested that Joe not start Justin Jefferson. I said, yeah. you know, wait a week. And, you know, see what happens, you know, see if he returns to form and then, you know, you start him in your second week. Um, You know, maybe, maybe Joe was holding on to that, that integrity piece of like, there's no question. Justin Jefferson is actually his best player. Right. Um, But, you know, by fantasy points, you know, he's, he's missed a big bulk of the season, you know, I think Joe would have been justified in starting, you know, Bijan or uh, Jameer Gibbs um, and, you know, ironically, if he starts either one of those, he's he's very much in this matchup. <laughs> he's probably in the lead, even. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, it's tough. Yeah, I mean, you got uh, Gibbs on the bench with seventeen point two, and you got Bijan with nineteen point eight. You know, if he goes Bijan, which he probably should have, then then yeah, I mean, he's you know he's very very close. I think he's actually he would be in the lead by about a point. He'd be sitting at it's about twenty two. Uh, it'll be an uphill battle from here. He's down obviously by what thirteen points. 14 points here. Uh, yep. Not, yeah, it's not gonna... impossible. It's not impossible to overcome, but uh, definitely not a an easy, definitely not an easy mountain to, to overcome there. And Fern's got some, some real good firepower on his bench too, that he'll be able to start next week. Um, yeah. Fern this week went with Alvin Kamara, which no real surprises there. Um, and then Jason Sanders, who uh, Dolphins kicker, um, who got him eight points. Alvin Kamara, wildly, three receptions, negative 11 yards. It's just insane. That's um, very off-brand. Yeah, very off-brand. And so looking at next week, I would I would imagine he probably goes Raheem Mostert. I, I would Raheem. guess Raheem Mostert, maybe Debo. Probably, actually, probably Debo. I would Debo. say I would go Debo. 
I mean, yeah. the dude's been on a tear. He's had yeah, Debo's, 22 Debo's points, on a, 35, on a Debo's on a three-game heater here, and, 20 plus and, points. And they're going against Arizona. Like, yeah, he's gonna. He should feast. He should feast. Not yeah. saying he will, but he should yeah. feast against. He probably uh, goes Debo here. And looking like the only defense he has rostered right now is well, he's got the Dolphins or the Jets. So I think yeah, yeah, and they're playing one another. So he's probably gonna go Miami here because the Jets' offense is just really bad, inconsistent, very inconsistent. And then Joe, he'll probably start, I don't know, maybe the Broncos defense against Detroit. Detroit's been pretty bad as of late. Um, or the Jags. Uh, no, I'm uh, the Jags going. against Baltimore. I don't think I like that one. Maybe he even goes to pick up a defense. Who knows? I, I think Joe will go Denver. He'll go Homer. And then I don't know who he starts. Maybe Bijan. Bijan against uh, I Carolina. I think he'd have to go Bijan. Against you Carolina. Go Bijan. Yeah. How many points did Bijan put up against Carolina the first time? He put 20 points against Bijan, and that's when they really weren't using him effectively. Not saying they're using him effectively now, but um, yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Joe's got a Joe. Uh, I think this would be Joe's third, seventh place title in a row if he were to be able to pull off the the win. Yeah. So <clears throat> yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think Fern's pretty much got this one in the bag, though. I mean, you know, he just needs a decent game and. A decent game from whoever he starts, and then you know whoever Joe starts, as long as they just don't absolutely pop off and drop a fifty bomb, then he's probably in good shape here. Yeah, let's talk about the the toilet bowl matchup, the 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 grand finale there for who's the worst in the league, and uh, not unsurprising, well, kind of surprisingly, uh, we're, we were in a kind of a, a pretty close matchup. Moe's only up by four points currently. Yeah. Um, and uh, all in all, pretty uh, again, pretty pretty even across the board. All things considered, Gino got off to a hot start uh, with Zeke. He put up twenty seven points on a Thursday night, which is uh, pretty surprising. And then it's kind of crazy because all the guys that I would have expected for Gino's team to do really well did did not do really well. C.J. Stroud, mm-hmm. uh, he he had a very very bad day. Uh, Jordan Addison. Uh, another one who you would, well, with average quarterback plays, he's become kind of average. Travis Kelsey hasn't really found his form this year yet. He's been he's been kind of, you know, I guess he's still the number one tight end overall, but he's not been the type of player where he was putting up, you know, 20, 25-point games every week last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, just looking at the rest of uh, Gino, I mean, he had quite a few guys on bye and injuries, obviously, but. The guys you would have expected to do well didn't, and uh, that's kind of kind of the story of his season. Yep. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, you're looking at this matchup right now, and really the difference here is CJ Stroud. Um, if CJ Stroud just has a, a a solid game, you know, Gino's in the lead here. Um, <clears throat> you know, he's QB seven overall, and first game, first game of his career, first game of the season below ten points, and he's only had you know, one game, two games where he's right at that 10 point mark. So, you know, if he just hits his season average of like 17, 18 points, you know, Gino's in a, in a pretty comfortable, you know, 15 point lead right now. But, um, but yeah, I mean, just, just like, I'm just looking through the, the, these rosters and my God, this is just like an all, this is like a who's who of just 
terrible fantasy assortments, you know? It's it's one like, the one that's Mo really interesting. Derek, Mo is starting Derek Carr at quarterback. You know, he's got Gus Edwards as his RB one and got fifteen yards. <laughs> That was the one. That was the guy I wanted to talk about. Gus Edwards in the Ravens' backfield has been kind of interesting to me because I mean he was on a tear there. Not that he was playing, you know, particularly well, but I mean he had six straight games with touchdowns, um, and since week twelve, he's kind of lost ground. It looks like. I mean, I think I think a a probably. Um, the Ravens are trusting Keaton Mitchell a little bit more with the ball. It seems like he's had somewhat of an uptick in, in touches, but B it's just, man, it is truly a, uh, just truly a running back by committee there in, uh, in Baltimore. But Jay just, yeah. yeah, I think, well, I think the biggest problem is, I mean, he was on the tear there, but it was just so TD dependent, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, five games in a row, he had at least one touchdown. And then three of those five weeks, he had two or more. You know, one week he had three. Um, but, like, he just doesn't get a lot of pass-catching work. You know, he's got, like, 10, 10 total targets on the season, you know. Mm-hmm. And that one, the one week, the first week of his touchdown tear, he had one catch for 80 yards. So that tremendously buoyed what was an otherwise pretty pedestrian fantasy performance, 14 carries, 64 yards and a touchdown. It's not bad, but, um, you know, you add nine points off of one reception there and suddenly it goes from, you know, a a modest game to a pretty good one. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's been super TD dependent. And now with the emergence of, uh, of, of Mitchell a few weeks back, um, you know, that's just been kind of like, all right, well, whoever whoever gets the ball near the end zone, good luck. But also, I mean, Lamar Jackson has been playing pretty well. So um, a, a, a big piece of that is, you know, Lamar Jackson slinging the ball around and, you know, really playing well as a passer the last few weeks. And so, you know, this past week, I mean, they threw the ball 43 times and Lamar had 300 yards and three scores. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Mo does. With his roster, I mean, do you bench Gus Edwards and slot in James Conner there? It's probably the move I would make. I, I feel like Chubba Hubbard's been pretty consistent with yeah. being able to put up at least 10 points at least the past few weeks. And then I don't know if you make any other changes, to be honest. Maybe you sub out Kate Otten for uh, Hunter Henry, who had, I think he had two touchdowns last week. But again, he was three for three on, on targets and receptions. And so, But I don't know. And then the big question is, do you ride with Derek Henry or Derek Henry, Derek Carr for another week against the Giants? Yeah, you can make the hmm. argument maybe, but he, uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's nah, just... Yeah. I think he's, I think he's got a shop at quarterback here. You've got some, you've got some okay options at quarterback this week. I mean, shoot Matt Stafford going up against yeah. Washington, um, you know, no. Desmond Ritter against Carolina, Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco sitting there. He's so. had some, yeah, yeah. I think he goes Matt Stafford if I'm if I'm Mo, and or maybe Gino goes for a quarterback too. I don't know. Um, does he even have a quarterback on his bench? Yeah, he has Sam Howell, who has also been pretty solid, all things considered. So I don't know. Who do you who do you like to win this matchup? Looking at looking at a uh, looking at the benches and all of that. Yeah, I mean, looking at where things stand right now, I think. Uh... I mean, I mean, it's it's close enough that it's definitely. I mean, you can. It's it's a coin flip. It's a you know a three point matchup right now. Three, four point matchup. 
you know, and like I said, I mean, CJ Stroud having an absolute dud is really the difference in this game. Um, and he's going to be going up against Tennessee next week. So, you know, pretty porous pass defense, you know, um, I think, I think overall, I like Mo to finish it out here. Um, DJ Moore playing, you know, still playing really well. Um, he and Justin Fields have a really good connection. I, I don't, I don't count on Stefan Diggs having another six point game despite having six points in three of the last four matchups. <laughs> um, you know, you look at the rest of his season minus these last four games. I mean, he's gone over 20 points basically every week. So, um, Stefan Diggs will probably have a return to return to form per game where he's putting probably giving you closer to 20, 25 as opposed to six. So, yeah, I think, I think, I think Mo has got just enough to, to win so long as he's able to find something else at quarterback. Cause yeah, Derek Carr just, he, he's, just he's not, he's, he's not the guy, man. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta do something else. I'll be interested to see what he does with his flex. Um, if Nico Collins can't go, uh that that's going to be a tough one to tough one to fill um maybe you go noah brown there but noah brown had zero catches on five targets last game which is uh, not great production um so we'll see mo's gonna have some decisions to make here and uh he'll probably ride the new orleans defense for another game against the giants um yeah i think you take new orleans there really really good defense number 12 overall fantasy defense and just like a really good real defense despite the saints being as bad as they are. So you gotta, you gotta roll the dice there. But I mean, you know, I mean, 31 points from just the saints defense and Jake Elliott. So, yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's the type of production you want from your defense and kicker. Uh, anytime you can get those two over, over their projections, uh, helping you win. That's uh that's a, good spot to be in yeah and i and it'll be interesting i think Steph, i think stefan Diggs will have a good game uh they're going against dallas who's got a pretty good pretty good defense as well and uh should he should get a lot of work still though and uh we'll see uh we'll see what what the dallas defense and dan quinn can cook up to try and contain him because obviously he's someone you do not want to get the ball in their hands yeah definitely um <clears throat> let's take a look at our guess we're into our fifth and sixth place match yep we got uh dangerous knights crew filster and craft personal masseuse fred yeah this is a so currently the score down this is a beat down early (laughs) currently the the score is 137.44 for fred the 107.74 for philly so philly just a tough week tough week for him not looking good for the Philster. And and what's crazy is, I mean, Fred didn't have, I mean, Fred got 37 from, from Lamar Jackson and he got 27 from David and Joku. And I mean, the rest of his team really didn't play all that well. I mean, you got one, two, three, three guys that got you single digits, three starters that got you single digits, you know, AJ Brown had a 16 point game. He lost a fumble. So that probably should have mm-hmm. been an 18 point game, but yeah, I mean, overall just not a really dominant performance. And I mean, you look at Fred, I mean, he, 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 he didn't listen. He did not listen. He, he left Austin Eckler on the bench and Austin Eckler finally gives you a, a 20 point game. You yeah. Know, we yeah. talked about it last week. You have to start him. You can't run the risk. And uh, he chose not to start him, and 
you know, he left uh, 21 points on the bench and in, in favor of, you know, Zach Moss. And yeah, I don't know. He could, he could be looking at a, you know, 40, yeah. 25 point lead right now. Yeah. I don't know how you can look at Zach Moss and think this is the, I mean, yeah, he's going to get the work, but he really hasn't done much with it. I mean, two weeks ago against Tennessee, 19 carries for 51 yards last week against Cincinnati, 13 carries for 28 yards. And eight, I mean, he had eight targets on the past game. You know, you, you turn those, uh, he only caught four of them. So you turn the rest of those into catches. Maybe, I mean, that helps, but yeah, when you're putting well, up. I think, I think, no. I think the rationale there is, is like you said, he's going to get the work. You're, you're certain that he's going to mm-hmm. get the work. And there were rumors swirling around all week that Eckler and Josh Kelly were going to start splitting the load. So you're thinking, okay, Eckler's not playing all that great to begin with. And now he's going to be splitting touches. You're looking at Zach Moss and you're looking at that early season when he was starting for in, in place of Jonathan Taylor. And you're thinking, okay, maybe he can capture that. You know, he had, you know, week two, 20 points, uh, week three, 22 points, week four, 33 points, week five or week six, excuse me, 17, 18 points. So you're thinking, all right, he's going to get back to that RB1 workload. Maybe he can start doing something with it and just didn't pan out. Yeah. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens in this last week for Fred because, uh, as people may or may not know, um, Justin Herbert, broken right index finger, he's out for the year, uh, which is a tough pill to swallow if you're a Chargers fan and uh, potentially a uh, Austin Eckler um, fantasy owner. Uh, he did have seven targets in this game, five receptions, uh, so that helps, but only 10 carries on the ground. Again, hard to do when you've got Easton Stick at quarterback. So we'll see if uh, we'll see if you ride Zach Moss again. I, I, I'm Fred. I'm probably putting in Austin Eckler. Yeah, um, you have to go Eckler. Maybe maybe <clears throat> B Rob. Maybe Brian Robinson if he's back or not. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I, I think Fred's probably going to keep a lot of his lineup the same. Probably the only switch you might see is Zach Moss for Austin Eckler, and uh, that's probably the only change I would make. Maybe bring him back. Uh, I don't know if I'd bring back in the Baltimore defense or not. You'd probably ride with Pittsburgh against Indianapolis. But, yeah, I think uh, not much Fred's going to change, and Philly's probably kicking himself. Uh, for Philly started, actually, I think I think he probably started the most optimal lineup outside of Jaden Reed. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I don't – I just don't, like – I think Jaden Reed has had – I mean, he's, had, he's been pretty consistent uh, outside of one bad game, but – I don't. I just don't look at. I look at Philly's roster, and I'm like, yeah, you have to start. You know, everyone he started, I probably would have started. I think the only one you can make arguments about is Jalen Warren, um, and I think that's the one where you, you maybe, you know, maybe take the risk with Jaden Reed next yeah, week. Yeah, that's probably the uh, only switch I would have considered here to, as well. You know, maybe Reed over Warren. But yeah, well, like I said, and I, I, even even oh no, Christian Kirk's on IR, so he's. He's done. He's done for Philly season. Um, and I don't think Jonathan Taylor, I don't know if Jonathan Taylor is going to be back or not uh, this week. He was absent at practice today. I don't so. know. You know, one thing that I'm looking at here, I'm looking at Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis gave you straight cardio this week, which means he is due for his Gabe Davis week. <laughs> do you Do you roll the dice with Gabe Davis against Dallas? Now, keep in mind, Gabe Davis usually goes every other week. And, you know, his his last game was zero. Before that, the bye week. The week before that, 22 against Philly. So, you know, I'm, I'm, looking, at, I'm looking at Gabe Davis. I don't like the matchup. I don't like the Dallas matchup. 
but I'm looking at the Gabe Davis trend, and this this will be the week that if you don't start him, he's going to pop you like 25 on the bench, and that could be the difference. Yeah, that's uh, that's yeah. I, I still think if I'm Philly, I still think he rides with uh, Jaden Reed. If I'm if I'm the betting man, that's that's who I'm going to bet on. Uh, who I think they Reed this is a safe play. Yeah, they're playing Tampa Bay this week. Who's got an arguably a pretty good um, pass defense, but again. This guy has had, he hasn't, I mean, he's had 19, 19, 15, 5, 20 in his past uh, five games. Uh, I mean, those are, those are really good numbers, and he's he's doing a lot with it. So I could see Philly taking the risk on it. That, that Again, that's my play. I don't think he makes, makes any other changes. Uh, I mean, you can't take out Jamar Chase. That's We, we know that. No. Uh, Joe Mixon's getting the work. The only thing, the interesting thing, and I don't uh, if you were following the storyline of it all with Cincinnati, but uh, the backup running back Chase Brown, he uh, he he got some work last week, and he he made a lot of he made the most of it. He had three catches uh, on three targets for eighty yards and a touchdown, eight carries for twenty five yards, and his snap percentages he's slowly starting to to creep his way into uh, making cutting himself out of role, which could eat into uh, Joe Mixon's you know role some, but. Um, I still think he'll probably start Joe Mixon against Minnesota. Um, but yeah, I think I don't think anything changes for Philly. Yeah, I don't think Philly's in a position where you can change much. Again, you know, maybe the Jalen Warren, Jaden Reed dilemma there, but I think Philly, you're kind of locked in. You know, I mean, maybe, he, he really does have, for better or worse, he's got a set and forget lineup. Maybe, maybe huh. a different defense. I don't know. I don't know if you want to ride with. Uh, Dallas against uh, Buffalo. I don't know. Josh Allen has thrown a lot of interceptions this year, so maybe that's another Duran Bland uh, pick six, uh, pick six game. But yeah, I think um, I think that that matchup could end up being high scoring. You know that could we could be looking at you know like a thirty one twenty four type game. But I think with the way Josh Allen just plays the game of football. You, you like Dallas's defense to get a couple turnovers there. So yeah. I think you got to run with them and just trust that, you know, it'll average out. Yeah. So, yeah, I still don't think it's going to be enough for Philly. Um, I think Fred should – I think it's going to be closer. I think Philly wins week two, but I don't think it's going to be enough to uh, to beat Fred. Yeah, he's got to have a near uh, – he's got to have a near perfect uh, outing tomorrow, and Fred's got to have a few duds. So Yeah, well, I mean, heck. Fred had a bunch of duds. I mean, you said it. There was, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Five players didn't meet their projections. Two players were literally 100% on their projections and two went over. And, uh, yeah, you need Lamar Jackson to be pedestrian. And you need uh, David Njoku to not play like some fantasy tight end god. So. Hey man, Kane's tight ends in the NFL, boy. What? How Can't many against them? I think there's. <laughs> I think there's. I think there's only what? There's only two Miami tight ends, and the only reason I know that is because I'm friends with you. There's four. Four. Oh wait. So we got. Wait. Let me, let me see if I can. Wait, let, Jordan, wait, wait, Jimmy let me, Graham. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try. Um. Okay. We've got David and Joku. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Graham. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jordan Brevins. Brevin Jordan. Brevin Jordan. I don't know the fourth. Will Mallory, who was actually the Colts' leading receiver this past week, I think. Wouldn't have, wouldn't have known that. 
wouldn't have known that. So good to know. But yeah, I would have not not have guessed. Uh, that that's what you got me for, buddy. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I don't know if he was the leading receiver. He only had forty six yards. But hmm. yeah, well, would... five catch day, and he was the highest rated rookie tight end according there to you PFF. Go. There we go. Pretty cool. So, yeah, you know, tight end you, baby. <laughs> I don't know if you can keep up with Iowa, but uh, I was uh, I was having a conversation about tight end you the other day, and I was, like, looking through all the, uh, all the tight ends that Iowa has produced since, like, 2000, and it's just an insane, like, the insane, like, just high, high quality, high quality players that, that Iowa has produced. You want to take a you want to take some. Uh, you want to take some some guesses. Well, you got some. Hawk. You got Kittle. You got Laporta. Those are the three big ones right now. Um. Yeah, uh, those those are the really the only three that come to mind at the moment. So, here's here's some other ones. Uh, well, we're, I'm doing it since 2000. Um, so a name that I I forgot about Dallas Clark. Hmm. He was a, a good one. Um, the other one I was thinking of uh, that probably don't remember, people don't remember too, too much, but CJ CJ Fedorowicz, he was a third-round draft pick. He was pretty good. Kittle, Hawk, Noah Fant, uh, who's kind of a dud. But, um, yeah, him and then Sam Laporta. So... Well, I mean, you go back to 2000. Here, here are some Miami names. Back to 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, Bubba Franks. Okay. Who was Packers tight end for a very long time. Obviously, Jimmy Graham, who I think holds the record for, or held the record for most receiving or touchdowns in a single year by a tight end. I think, uh, I think Rob Gronkowski might have broken that. Um, Greg Olson. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Shockey. That's a good one. Kellen too. Winslow Sr. or Kellen Winslow Jr., excuse me. Um, you know, and then of course right now you've got David and Joku. Um which is probably our best tight end in the NFL right now, but a couple of others are still starters around the league. So I think I think Pretty. Miami still has the crown. I think if you were gonna if you were gonna rack up, you know, you were gonna put together like cumulative receiving yards and touchdowns i think miami's got him beat it's a yeah it definitely it's definitely a close notre one dame sure. is also another one that's got like a sneaky good tight end roster that you don't really think about really i haven't even thought about that they've produced a lot of draft picks for sure yeah they've produced a lot of tight end draft picks and then they've got a few names in there that you're like hmm, that's notre dame <laughs> huh let's see i'm just looking well these are going to be older which is less than helpful um Trying to see any names that I recognize. Mm. I'm trying to get to the. Well, they had John Owen or Dan O'Leary from 2001. Don't know him. John Owens. Don't know him. Jerome Collins. Don't know him. Anthony Fazano. That's a name I know. Tyler Eifert. Yeah. Kyle Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph was good. Eifert. Irv Smith. Durham Um, Smythe. Cole Komet. Tommy so. Trimble, Michael Mayer is the new one. So yeah, yeah. I, they they yeah wouldn't crack my top five. But all right, but yeah, all right. On to this next matchup. What do we got next? It's gonna be one of ours. Uh, I think. Who do you we'll want to go first? 
we'll start at the bottom of the bracket. So the, the lower side of the bracket. So yours against Marl. Yeah. Man, <laughs> me, me and Barl were just going back and forth this weekend. I was doomering Barl so hard. He was getting so pissed. Oh, it was it was fun trolling him this weekend. <laughs> but in, in truth, like I was I was partially trolling him this weekend, but also like I mean, going into Monday night, I was down like 40, 50 points, and I had AJ Dillon, um, the Packers defense, and uh DeAndre Hopkins playing. And those are three guys. Those are three people who that could go either way. You know? Right. Dylan has started a handful of games <clears throat> in place of Aaron Jones this year and hasn't done much with any of them. Still hasn't. Yeah. Like the only game he actually did well in was the one that I started him against you and I needed him to have like one yard. Yeah. And that's the only game he scored in. So it's like he could have gotten me nine points, which he got me, or he could have gotten me one. Um, and the Packers were projected a bunch of points. Um, I think they were projected like 10 or 11 points and then end up giving up, you know, 24 points and almost 400 yards of offense. And, you know, they give me four and, you know, if it wasn't for a late touchdown by Hopkins and then, you know, a 30 yard, uh, 30 yard pitch and catch on that game, what ended up being the game winning drive, um, you know, Hopkins only had, I think, like 15 or 16 points before that, and he finishes with 25, and now I've got a, you know, a 14-point lead when, you know, realistically, it probably should have, we probably should have been tied, if not for that late score um, by Hopkins. We're probably pretty close to tied here. Yeah. So I was doomering Carl pretty hard, but I was also, like, realistically speaking, like, this could this could go poorly for me. Like, I could make up the difference and take the lead on Monday night, or... I could still be, I was down, I think, by 30 or 40. Like, I could end Monday night still down by, like, 25 yeah. points. Man, what a good decision, though, to, to, to keep A.J. Dillon. Uh, that, I mean, I don't know if it would have made it. I don't know if anyone picked up Clydro. Uh, no, nobody did pick him up. And then McKinnon, I think uh, somebody already had McKinnon. I think Joe I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't remember. Let me see what. No, it doesn't look know, like anybody has him. I don't know how many it points. It doesn't look like anybody has him, but. Um, even still, I mean, he only got 12 points and, you know, right. but yeah, I texted you. I was like, Oh, what do I do here? Like Pacheco's hurt this week, you know, and, and Clyde Edwards, Alaire was going to get the start. So I even asked you, I was like, what do I do? Do I stick with AJ Dillon or do I, you know, do the sneak play and pick up Clyde Edwards, Alaire? And if I pit and the honest to goodness truth, if I had picked up Clyde Edwards, Alaire, I was going to start him. Yeah. So I would have started him over AJ Dillon. And let me he just look at here. What, he got I mean, nine it wouldn't points. have been that big of a difference, but nine points. Yeah. So yeah, he ended up getting yeah eight point. No, so it only would have been like a one point difference, but still. Yeah. The, so that, I mean, that was gonna that was what I was gonna do, and I'm glad that I ended up you know just sticking it out. But you know, I'm punching air that I left Brees Hall on the bench, and like I'm 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 sitting comfortable right now. Had I started Brees Hall. Right, but the but the honest truth is, I was considering Brees Hall over Hopkins, so mm. it really wouldn't have made much of a difference. I would have gotten yeah. like one more point out one of point. it. Yeah, and you, you mean know? you got you really got everything you needed out of Carl's team too. I mean, obviously Herbert getting hurt is uh, you hate to see it, but in terms of fantasy, that's uh, that's a that's pretty much a death sentence for anyone you're playing, right? Yeah. Um, 
So he only had 1.8. I mean, McCaffrey underperformed. Pollard well, hit his McCaffrey, McCaffrey's stat line is wild. Yeah. Because 16 carries, 145 yards, only one catch. But one, like his first carry of the game was like was a 75-yard like, yeah, run. Right. And yeah, he got, yeah, caught, yeah, yeah. He got like, caught at the end. He got caught near the goal line. It's like he probably should have scored there. And if he yeah. scores, you know, suddenly well, I, that's a, you know, suddenly that's a 22, I, uh, 23 point game. Yeah, I had immediately texted you when that happened, and I was like, mm-hmm. "I was like, man, you're in for a long day." Yeah, and then, <laughs> I thought for sure. I was like, then, "Okay, uh, Christian McCaffrey's going to have like 35, 40 by the end of the day." Like, right? And then he gets good pulled, luck to me, I guess. He gets pulled at the goal line. Jordan Mason sharks his touchdown, and uh, that's pretty much all he wrote. I mean, he yeah. wasn't involved in the passing game at all this week, which is kind of surprising. Well, I mean, uh-huh. even still, I mean, the rest of the game, it was like 70, it was like 70, 75 yards on that carry. But I mean, so the rest of the game, he had 15 carries about 70 yards. That's not a yeah. bad game, but um, just the lack of involvement in the pass game, one catch, one target, you know? Right, right. And then so that, that's uh, what saved it. That's what that, saved it. Because if he gets, yeah. you know, his usual four, five, six catches, I mean, who knows what he does with that in terms of yardage. That, and then I was texting Carl on Thursday, um, we were texting and I was like, man, you're in for a long day because it was like, you know, halfway through the third quarter and Deontay Johnson had like one catch for three yards or 30. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but it was not very good. And then yeah. he, he caught two more in one touchdown and put him barely over his projection. And, uh, you know, I think Carl was pretty happy with that. I mean, Carl's happy if you beat your projection period. So uh, I was like, cause we were going, I was going back and forth. Carl had been texting me all week too. Cause obviously he can't go to you this week. Cause uh, you know, uh, for fantasy advice, because uh, yeah. we're playing each other, right? And uh, he was like, "Who do I start? Do I start, you know, uh, Deontay Johnson?" Or no, no, no. He was uh, asking about Drake London, Calvin Ridley, and uh, I think Najee. He was asking about Najee too, and I was like, I, I was like, I can't, you know, like, I would not start Najee regardless. I was like, it, for me, it'd be down between Calvin Ridley, Drake London, and. Uh, I think I might have even recommended he start Calvin Ridley. So I was like, good thing he didn't listen to me and play Drake London because mm-hmm. he was his best player this week. I don't, I don't, you can't trust Drake London to repeat that performance, but uh, that, yeah, so, that, starting Drake London has kind of saved him. Uh, that's, to- so that's what really started me off doomering him because he starts – we both had uh, Drake London and Sam Laporta playing in the early games. And after the early games – I was like, dude, Drake London literally gave you his best game of the season. Literally his best game of the season, actually by a pretty comfortable margin. Mm-hmm. His next best game was 21 and a half back in week six. I said, he gives you his best game of the season, a 30 burger on the same week. Laporta gives me his literal worst game of the season. Like it's written in the stars. You're going to win this one. Um, and then not too far after, not too, not too long after is when, um, or maybe it, maybe it was just before that um, uh, Justin Herbert goes down and he's like, yeah, you know, you got this. And I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> you know, and then Christian McCaffrey opens the, opens the game with a 70 yard carry. I was like, I think you're going to run away with this one, even without Herbert. And yeah, and he, everything uh, else just kind of died out after that. But I was like, dude, you got 30 from Drake London and I got four from Sam Laporta. Like yeah, until, until that probably cruise. Until the clock strikes midnight, I am never comfortable. It doesn't matter if I'm up a hundred points or if I'm up one point, you know, I am never comfortable. Yeah, even, until... even now I'm like, ah, 14 points. Like that's, 
That's you know, that's a, that's, it's a lead. It's not a lot. That's not it's a, a lot. lead, but that that can be easily yeah, like overcome. it's a lead, but it ain't a comfortable one. Like this matchup no. is far from over. You can and you know he'll he'll go out and grab somebody to be his starting quarterback this week. He'll probably be in the Matt Stafford sweepstakes and maybe I maybe I put in a waiver claim for Matt Stafford just for funsies. <laughs> I honestly I thought about doing it. I was like, I, think, I don't have anybody else that I want to drop. So I think I have I waiver. Like, I think I have waiver. I might have waiver priority right now. Let me look. No, I don't. I'm waiver six right now. Carl's waiver. He's waiver nine, actually. Yeah, and you're waiver eight, so you're you're ahead of him by one. So <laughs> <laughs> might be time for some gamesmanship here. <laughs> do I need? Do I need a fourth? Yeah, I mean, like I would. I really would, but. I already have a claim in for a defense, and I need I need a defense. And I just don't have really anybody else that I'd be comfortable dropping. I guess maybe Taysom Hill. Um, yeah, because you're you not going to start. You're not going to start Taysom. Yeah, realistically, probably not. So, and you only need him. Uh, and then, worst case scenario, you pick him up. You know. Uh, well, you know, regardless, you I'm not. I don't. I'm I, regardless if I try to pick up a quarterback, I'm not going to get him because my first waiver priority is a defense. So. Well, yeah. well, we'll do it just to see. Mess around and find out. Yeah, we'll fuck. We'll we'll fuck around and find out. Let's see here. I'm I just don't have anyone I want to drop. I I think I'm pretty comfortable keep. I don't know. Even, uh, I don't know if I want to keep the Bucks defense or not. Ugh. I could get rid of the Bucks defense. You could you could pick them up. I don't need the Bucks defense, and I'm not going to pick them up at this point. I think I'm going to ride the Colts the rest of the way. Funny enough. God, what's wild is Taysom Hill is still tight end twelve. <laughs> That's just nuts. That that's absolutely insane. He's got um, like several games below five fantasy points, and he's still tight end twelve. But I think I think for you, like I said, you you hit on pretty much all of your on your your. I mean, you, granted, to be fair, you you didn't have many options to sub in for your roster, but you started a pretty optimal lineup. Like I said, I mean, you, the only one you would switch to get yourself at complete optimal would be putting in Justin Fields over Dak, which. I don't think anyone would have done. And then the other one would have been Brees Hall over DeAndre Swift, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, realistically, you know, the option the option was either drop Dylan and pick up Clyde Edwards Alaire and start <clears throat> him if Aaron Jones didn't play. Um, and if Aaron Jones did play, the only other thing that I was gonna that I was considering was uh Brees over Hopkins, you know. So yeah. realistically, if anybody else had my roster you know, that, that might be the only switch you'd make. Um, so, you know, I I feel good. I feel good. Um, obviously that those 26 points, even though I wouldn't have swapped him in for Deandre Swift, you know, the 26 points from Brees is, is gonna, I'm going to be having nightmares about it as soon as, you know, as soon as Christian McCaffrey finds the end zone for the second time against Arizona. And suddenly my lead is down to like one point or Carl goes up by five. Right. Um, but I'm feeling as good as can be right now. And like I said, I mean, I mean, looking at the playoffs, you know, looking at, at the, the current teams in the actual playoff bracket, I'd have a lead against anybody. Right. You know, so I, I like I said, I feel as good as can be right now, knowing that regardless of who I'm who I'd be facing in the playoffs, I'd have a lead. I'd only have a slight lead over you, but I'd be beating anybody right now. So, yeah. And I so let's let's take take a switch gears and look at my matchup now, which is a uh, I'll let you kick off the analysis and uh, I'll chime in as as we kind of see fit. Yeah, um, my my initial thoughts. I think this your first week definitely comes down to 
uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, if those two, um, I mean, Jalen Hurts got you 8.8 points. And I think this is by far one of his worst games of the season, if not his worst. Yeah, it's his oh, it only is. game of the season in single digits. Um, you know, 197 yards, 30, 30, 197 passing yards, 30 rushing yards, and a fumble loss. So no scores on the ground. Uh, no, no touchdowns through the air. Tyreek Hill was on pace for an absolutely monster game and got hurt on like the second possession. Um, you know, and then he ends up, he, he's, he was popping in and out. It was, it was weird. He was like coming in and out. He, he'd play like one or two plays come out for like five or six plays. And it was almost like, like he knew he couldn't play, but they were just using him as a decoy, mm-hmm. you know, which I think was a decent strategy. Cause I think he still got like one more catch out of it or one or two more catches out of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you could be, I mean, you should realistically be looking at like a 25, 30 plus point lead here. You know, if you just get a, a solid game from Hertz and Tyree Hill doesn't get hurt, but Mike Evans Shoot. also, you know, giving you straight cardio one catch for eight yards on six targets. But otherwise, I mean, you look at the rest of this and it's, it's, you know, you've got five, four, five guys. Yeah. You've got five guys who beat projections um you realistically you look at your bench you don't really realistically would you do anything different probably not you know you you might have you might wish at this point that you started dk over mike evans but you know realistically were you going to start javante over rashad and and saquon barkley no probably not um you got a good game from rasheed rice um who continues to play really well that might be like the late the late round picks of the draft going off i don't think it's mine so there's an alarm going off. I don't think it's my my alarm, but let me let me we'll check. Take, we'll take a quick we'll take a quick break while let Sam me check goes and really, looks at really this. <laughs> but yeah, for the for the people listening at home, you know, Sam starts with She Rice, who's you know having having a great season. George Kittle gives him 16. Um, you know, Bears kicker Cairo Santos, um, you know, beats his projection, gives you 10 points. So. You're looking at this and you're thinking 116 points and your two best players, you know, were hurt and had a horrible game. And um, you're, you're feeling pretty good about that. On the Austin side of things, uh, very similar. You know, he pretty much starts his optimum lineup, you know, um, not really anything different that he would do here. Obviously, you wish you slot in Evan Ingram um, in favor of Jake Ferguson. But Jake Ferguson has been having has been playing really well the last several weeks. Um, you know, and he didn't have a poor game either. Five catches, 72 yards, 12 fantasy points. But you're looking at that uh, 11 catches, 95 yards, two touchdowns by Evan Ingram, and you're, you're wishing you'd started that. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but I mean, other than that, I think both of you guys, looking at your rosters, I probably wouldn't have done anything different. And, you know, I think both of you guys underperformed at quarterback. Jared Goff didn't have himself any anything to write home about. Kyron Williams had another great game as far as real fantasy, real football goes, 25 carries, 115 yards, uh, but didn't find the end zone. And that's really the difference in his fantasy output this week. Um, You know, if he scores, you're looking at a 20, 21 point game as opposed to 14. So Amon Ross St. Brown, a bit of a letdown game, but you know, Brandon Ayuk still gives you a good game. Um, Yeah. I'm just, I'm looking at both of these and I'm just thinking like, this is probably what you'd expect. You'd, I think after one week, you'd expect you to be up. Um, and you're just looking at, 
Jalen Hurts having a really bad game and then Tyreek Hill getting hurt um, as really the difference in you being up by a lot more. And I think the the player I've been most impressed with this season um, has been Rishi Rice for me. I mean, he has really come on the past few weeks for, for the Chiefs. I mean, he's had 10 targets in two of the past three games, nine targets in the game in between that. And, uh, I mean, really just making the most of it. And that touchdown really really helped if he doesn't get that touchdown it's very uh it's a very modest performance uh he did lose a fumble which i mean he should have had 20 points but um i think for the most part um, yeah he's he's having a sneaky good year and especially these last three weeks you know 24 points 14 points 18 points yeah him he's having a really good year and i think i don't i don't like i said I was, we were going back and forth about what I should do with Javante Williams, and uh, it kind of hurts not playing him. Um, but um, all in all, my running backs had a great, great day. Um, again, Saquon losing a fumble hurts. Um, but Rashad White, he's been very, very good uh, for the Bucks this year, and obviously you can appreciate that as a Bucks fan. Uh, he's He scored a touchdown and pretty much – almost every game since week nine he had one in between where he didn't score but for the most part yeah Rashad White and Mike Evans are the only two guys that bring me happiness right now as the Bucks fan and you know we're probably going to lose Mike Evans this offseason which is going to be just uber depressing (laughs) well I'm I'm hoping Mike Evans can can bounce back I don't I don't think he'll I mean this is only one of three games under under double digits so uh, I mean, I think if there's anything you can still take away from this Mike Evans game is is the target share. I mean, mm-hmm. playing 90% of the snaps, still getting six targets. Is he going to get one catch on six targets again this year? No, probably not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I and so here's my thinking for what I'm how I'm going to probably look at this construct my roster going into this week. I think I think my roster pretty much stays the same. I feel comfortable in Jalen Hurts bouncing back. Um, I like Rashad White against uh, Green Bay. Obviously, Saquon did had a pretty good game as well there. Uh, Saquon against New Orleans is a tough matchup, but again, I think he's still going to get the work. Um, if Tyreek can't go for whatever reason, I'm going to slot Rashi Rice into Tyreek's spot. We go with him and Mike Mike Evans. Leave my tight end the same. George Kittle, uh, my my flex, I think I'd probably go Javante Williams. I'm going to risk it. Uh, he scored his first rushing touchdown since 2021, uh, which is great for him. And uh, I'd kind of like to see him repeat that. I don't know. I don't know if I can trust um, Kenneth Walker against uh, – he only had – I mean, granted, they got worked by San Francisco, but he only had eight carries. He, had, he did have four catches on five targets, which is pretty good. Uh, but he's still splitting a lot of the, the workload with uh, Zach Charbonnet. Charbonnet, um, and then uh, I don't even know if I can. I mean, DK had a decent game. I mean, the touchdown was nice, but he only had one one other catch outside of that, and then got ejected. Um, granted, the Philadelphia pass defense is absolutely awful, so it'd probably be the right game to start him, but I don't think I will. And then, yeah, I don't. I just don't trust. I don't know if I'd. Cole Komet would be. That's here's the thing about Cole Komet. I feel like he's he's good for like nine to, to twelve points on a weekly basis, 
but George Kittle just possesses the the big game potential, right? Like he, I mean, I feel like I, he's he's been very good the past few weeks, and uh, I find myself always saying that Kittle is going to either like. <laughs> I think a great example of Kittle is weeks four through six, where he went from 1.9 to 27 points back to 1.1. And uh, that's always what I'm scared is going to happen with George Kittle. So I really just yeah, need I mean, him to. George Kittle is still somehow, I'm, and I say this, he's quietly, somehow quietly tight end four. Right. Like, right. I mean, we have not hardly talked about George Kittle at all this year, and he's tight end four. Right, you know he's he's, had, he's just behind Sam Laporta. He said he's he put up more yards this year than he put up last year. He's so, uh, yeah, I mean like like if you asked me, I'd be like, oh, I mean George Kittle is probably having one of the worst years of his career, and he's quietly tight end four. Like, how does that happen? So yeah, he's, yeah, I think it's one of those things where it's like he's got the he's got the higher floor in a better offense with more playmakers, and right. he's he's got the higher ceiling. With, right. you know, in a better offense with better playmakers. So, and they're going against Arizona this week. I feel pretty comfortable there. You know, I, yeah. I think I yeah. still think I'm going to ride the Colts for my defense. They're going against Pittsburgh against a uh, Mitch Trubisky led Pittsburgh. So I, I feel pretty confident in starting the Colts there. Their defense has been I think, really, I think, really. I think Carl would tell you to start the Colts. Right. <laughs> I don't think he'd. I don't think he'd want to admit it, but I think he'd tell you to start the Colts. Well, I mean, I think I feel like the the Patriots had a pretty good week too, and they, you know, they weren't nothing special but uh yeah like i said i think the colt i mean the colts had a, arguably one of their worst defensive performance which is kind of surprising because cincinnati's uh, pass blocking is not very good they had this is the first game this season where they've had zero sacks which is very surprising uh and the only turnover they had was an interception which was a pick six which ultimately saved my day um so yeah uh yeah like i said i feel pretty good i'm only up nine and austin uh has guys who can score in bunches i mean travis Etienne is has been very good he's been pretty modest for the most part and kyron williams again you add a touchdown or two there and uh that's a very different performance and amon ross st brown only putting up five points is really really good for me uh and going against a really tough denver defense next week should be tough uh brandon Ayuk is Seems like he's uh, settled into a, a 13 to 17 point kind of guy right now behind Debo, which is, again, good for me. And then uh, Michael Pittman, he's easily become Gardner Minshew's favorite target, so he'll start. Um, it'll be interesting to see, and I don't know what Austin's going to do. Um, I could very easily see him slotting in Evan Ingram uh, at tight end instead of Jake Ferguson. Um I think Jake. I could see. I could see Austin going with both. Really, I could see Austin rolling. um, I mean, just looking at things, I could see Austin rolling with you know Saint Brown and Michael Pittman as his receivers, and rolling Jake Ferguson and Evan Ingram. Oh wow! Obviously, that puts Brandon Ayuk out of the lineup, and you know maybe you don't. Maybe you're not a fan of that. He's been playing pretty well the last few weeks, but I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be uh, – I, I, he'll probably stream a defense. I don't see him – well, it's Carolina, so maybe not. Maybe he'll I, – I think I think he'll stick with the Falcons here. The Falcons yeah, are – I would agree. I mean, they're, they're a decent real-life defense. I mean, they're the 24-ranked fantasy defense. So obviously not good fantasy-wise, but they're a pretty decent um, 
real life defense and up against just a really bad Carolina team. I think uh, I think he sticks with I think he sticks with Atlanta here. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be a yeah. Like I said, I don't see him starting anyone else. I think I don't I don't think Jerome Ford's a safe play. I don't think Devin Singletary is a safe play. Um, I think he sticks pretty much the same outside of maybe Evan Ingram. So. I don't know, and maybe Jordan Love. I don't. Again, I don't. I, I think Jared Goff is a safer play, but yeah, I don't know. It's gonna yeah. be interesting. No, I think I don't think there's much that Austin changes here. I really don't. I think the only thing he's really considering is whether or not to 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 stick in Evan Ingram, um, and you know, again, maybe maybe he just straight swaps Ingram for Ferguson. Ingram the last two weeks, 23 points, 32 points. Um, you know, the last the last two weeks, man, 21 targets, 20, 20 receptions, almost 200 yards, three touchdowns. You, you got to play him. So it's just a matter of, um, you know, Jake, J, uh, Jake Ferguson is still playing well. Do you do you slot him in with two tight ends? Um or do you just swap Evan Ingram out for Jake or Jake Ferguson out for Evan Ingram? So, right. I think it's really the only change he makes here. I don't think he. I don't think he benches Amon Ra St. Brown. I think. I think Amon Ra has too much of big play potential um, to uh, to to risk putting him on your bench. So I don't know. Like I said, Ayuk I, has been so consistent. I think I don't think you can bench him either. I think yeah. I would, yeah. yeah, that's a that's yeah. a tough decision. That's a very yeah. tough. Yeah, I, I think I, I if I had to guess, if I had to guess, I'd probably slot in Evan Ingram over Jake Ferguson. Roll with the three receivers you got. Um, you know, ETN and Kyron Williams. You, you keep playing them. Jared Goff. You know, you bank on him not playing that poorly ever again, or at least not not twice in a row. Um, he has two right. games this season with single digit points, and otherwise he's pretty much hit. You know. 16 and, plus and, points every and week. Washington so. and Washington is not good. Yeah. He's not, not a good defense. So I think, I think you're banking on that, that Jared Goff, Amon Ross St. Brown stack to, to bounce back in a big way against Washington. And yeah, I mean, like I said, maybe, maybe you shop a defense, but I kind of like Atlanta's matchup against Carolina. So we'll see. Yeah. I think you, yeah, I would stay with that. I don't, I haven't even looked at the streaming options for this week. Um, I mean, there's some defense. decent streaming options. I mean, I dropped the Chiefs last week because I didn't like their matchup against Buffalo. Um, I put they're in going a against claim. Kansas City. Yeah, or they're going yeah, against I put in a England. waiver claim to get them back. So I'm, I'm hoping I get them back. So you could start the Raiders against uh, the Chargers. Yeah, I mean that's going to be a that's going to be a tasty matchup because uh, the Chargers did not look good against uh, the Chargers did not look good with Easton Stick. You, you bank on, you know, a week, a couple of days of practice, not even a full week because they play the Thursday night game. So you bank on a couple of days of practice and maybe Easton Stick will look a little bit better. But um, I still think that's going to be a rough matchup against a good Las Vegas D-line. They don't have a great overall defense, but they've got a good D-line led by yeah, Max, Max Crosby. Max so. Crosby is legit. That dude is a grown man. Yeah, so um, that, that that could be an intriguing matchup. Maybe he looks at that, but we'll see. I don't, and I don't think I don't think we're going to see much else on the waiver wire this week. I don't 
maybe someone uh maybe someone picks up Isaiah likely he had a pretty good game last week with uh with Mark Andrews still out maybe someone uh gets cozy with Odell Beckham who's uh actually had a pretty pretty solid second half of the season so far had his best game easily last week um but other than that yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's one of the reasons why we haven't talked a lot about um, waiver wire options. At this point in the season, there's not really much out there. Um, You know, pretty much everybody worth having has been scooped up. Um, And, you know, the guys that have good games at this point, they're just flashing the pans. You know, you're not Mm -hmm. not finding your Puka Nakua at this point in the season. You know, Puka Nakua has been scooped up. That Um, you've, uh, you know, you might have a guy who, you might have one guy who has a Puka Nakua week. Um, but he'll return back to normal the next week, and he's just not worth putting the waiver right. claim in for. Because so. who, you know, who would have looked at the waiver wires and been like, you know what? I feel like this is Chase Brown's pop off week. Yeah, and, right. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, yeah. yeah. There's no way. There's no way people can predict that. So, like I said, and really, there's there's really only we could argue that there's only four teams, or no, 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 no. There's really only six teams in our league who care about the waivers potentially right now. Uh, and that's anyone in the playoffs. Uh, but I think we're in the playoffs because we, we we have a roster that's gotten us there, and we probably trust our roster, maybe outside of Carl, who who might go to the waiver wires because Carl likes to tinker. Um, or your Gino and Mo, whose rosters are so unbelievably bad that uh, uh, you could probably still find some value on the on the waiver wires this time yeah, of the year. Yeah, yeah. So. so, yeah, tough, tough uh, – Tough stuff all the way around, man. It's uh, like it's gonna. I mean, I mean, we've had really, really good matchups all year. I think we've had some really, really close matchups all year, and I, I don't think this is gonna be any different. I hope it's, I hope it's different. I hope I just absolutely blow Austin out of the water, but uh, I, I have a feeling it'll be very close. Um, kind of like we've talked about going into this week. So, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'll be, I'll be pacing around all weekend, uh, watching these games. So. Yeah, should be, uh, should be, should be. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so nervous. I, I'd, I'd like to get back to the finals again. Uh, I'd like to win. Yeah, it. I mean, I'm, I'm nervous as well. Like I said, I, I feel, I feel, you know, a 14 point lead is fine. It's great, um, but it's definitely not one that you feel comfortable with when, um, when you're going up against. When you're going up against Carl and you've got, you know, he's got the team that he's got. I mean, so if if I'm if I'm if I'm betting money right now, I'm picking myself. I've got to put money on it. I'm picking myself. Um, I'm I'm counting on that 14 points being enough to to keep me ahead. But yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna be doomering Carl again hard this week, and he's gonna get pissed That's off. That's the only way. That's the only way to do it, man. Um, but it's interesting. I, I graduated even, from the Sam Friday School of Doomer, so <laughs> I didn't even uh, I didn't even think about this. But three of the four teams in the semifinals have all won the playoff, won the championship at least once. Yeah, yeah. I'm the only one who hasn't. So right, I'm trying to become trying to trying to become a one time. Yeah, Carl's won twice. I've won once, and Austin has won once. I think, and I think that's it. I don't. I think we've only had four years, right? That sounds right. Well, four years on sleeper. I think so we've been years, doing this league for five or six years. I think four now. years, four years total. Because I won the first year off of Sleeper. I won year one, maybe. Does that sound right? Have we, we been go- doing this for four years? I thought we've been doing it for longer. 
Well, we've been doing the we've been doing the podcast since we've been on sleep. We've been on sleep for three years. Yeah. Let me go to the history. I added all the I added all the league history. So if you ever want to check the archives, our first year was 2019, where I won. Second mm-hmm. year was 2020. Carl won. Carl won. Third year was 2021, where Austin won. Fourth year was 2022, where Carl won, beat me by four points. And then this year, yeah. So, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, I'd love to become the uh, the one time. So, Carl <laughs> Carl is the all time he holds the all time standing or he's the all time wins leader currently mm. on uh at least on sleeper. Followed by me, followed by Fern. Joe is 9 and 26. Shout out to Joe. Mm, yikes. Wow. I have I'm made pro- I'm probably not much better. I mean, this is my this is my first year I think above 500. You since are I've been on sleeper. You are 18 and 17 all time on sleeper. On sleeper, okay, all right. One game above 500, baby. <laughs> but watch so, out for the kid. <laughs> it shows how many messages people have sent all time on sleeper. Oh yeah, I'm probably leading by far, dude. I <laughs> love sent, I love our group chat, dude. You've sent you've sent 3,712 messages, the second highest. Joe with three thousand three hundred forty-eight. I love our group chat, dude. I I love I love our league. I really do. Yeah, man. I, I enjoy it. It's a group of guys that I just really enjoy engaging and interacting with, and um, honestly, I've been able to maintain some of my friendships through this league. Like <laughs> I think I think Joe and I, I think our friendship has been maintained almost ex- exclusively through fantasy football. Uh, so. <laughs> Wow, I have the most points for by a country mile. <laughs> You've had a couple really, I mean, this year and then, what was it, two years ago when you were like, you were a high scorer by a lot and still somehow missed the playoffs? That was the year I lost. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was the year you were last place, wasn't it? <laughs> that was the year I had the highest score and also the lowest score. <laughs> yeah, tough scenes. I set two records that year. Yeah, that was not great. Yeah, no, but I was, I was, I think this is like only my my second. No, I've I've made the playoffs or I've made the finals like three years or something like that, and I've only won maybe twice. Yeah, because I lost. I won the first one, and then obviously the next year I did not do very well. And then the year after that, I did well because I went to the finals again. So. Uh, I've been pretty consistent, which is good. Consistency is good. So I've been dummy know. inconsistent. I made the playoffs our first year. Was in the was in the toilet bowl final our second year. Lost the toilet bowl final our third year, and now I'm you know one week away from a championship appearance. So yeah, that's uh, that is yeah that is peaking. Well, well you're following a pattern, you know. Just the, you got like a reverse bell curve. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Eventually, it had to be my time. I kept joking around with Carl throughout the year that like I deserve this. <laughs> after the after the last couple of seasons, I deserve this. So yeah, yeah. I, well, I don't know. I don't know what shaman Joe pissed off to to get where he's at, but uh, 
he obviously needs to right some wrongs. <laughs> he needs to <laughs> I mean, listen, I mean, we, we talk about the totality of Joe's season. The fact that he's back in the seventh place um, championship, Incredible. it's tough. But, I mean, he had more wins this season than he had the last two years combined. So, well, um, and we, we, we know that that is, that is due to fate and not due to luck and not fate because – uh, I think when we did his roster compare, his schedule comparison, his schedule was the only one where he had like more than three wins or something like that. He yeah, should have been. And, okay, so Joe, Joe's points against is 1226, which is like the, the, second, lowest, the, the, the lowest. The Yeah, the lowest in the league. And it just barely beats me out at 1272. Right. So he's the lowest points lowest points against in the league. But he's also the lowest points for in the league by a pretty decent margin. The yeah. so he's at eleven seventy. Gino, the guy who only won one game this year, is at twelve fourteen, almost fifty points more than <laughs> than than Joe. And the, I mean there's a four win difference there, so yeah, it's definitely definitely more luck than than you know having a good team. But still, sometimes in fantasy football, you'd rather be lucky than good. Yeah, I mean, uh, Fern, I'm sure Fern would rather be lucky than good right now too, because I mean, he had a lot yeah, of. I mean, yeah, forward, Fern but... is a perfect example. This year, he had like one of the best teams, if not the best team. Well, third best team by points four, and. You know, he narrowly, you know, he 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 was in the he was in the toilet bowl. Um, yeah. You a few years ago had the best team in the league by points four, and you know, um, ends up losing the league. So yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. sometimes you'd rather be lucky than good. Yep, 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 yep. Those are things you hate to see, but uh, you know, I think uh, as long as you can keep a relatively healthy roster, that's the important part. And draft, you know, decent. I think those are those are the key pieces. I I made a lot of roster moves, but I think I drafted pretty well this year too, and I think that plays a part of it. I think the only people I was, I was looking at my roster today as well, and I'm actually like surprised at how well I drafted. I mean, mm-hmm. Dak I drafted, CD I I was I traded for the keeper, so you know for all intents and purposes I drafted him. Keenan Allen I drafted, Laporta I drafted, Pacheco I drafted. Um. Fields I drafted, Aaron Jones I drafted, you know. So I, I feel like the the core of my team, the best players on my team, I drafted them all and made some made some clutch trades, you know. Um, got acquired Brees Hall, acquired DeAndre Swift, and um, you know. So I I I feel I feel like I, I I did a good job this year. I feel like I genuinely did a good job. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm where I'm where I'm supposed to be because I, I feel like I did a good job. And I think my record right. and my team reflects that. Right. And it's all about those guys in the early rounds being able to, you know, put up points and, and uh, being able to do that. Yeah, like I mean, at- yeah, definitely all about your early round guys hitting or being able to flip them before it's too late. I was able to right. get rid of Garrett Wilson for Brees Hall. And that ends up being like one of the moves of the of the year for me. Right, it's crazy. I drafted Elijah Mitchell before uh, Rishi Rice, and you know I didn't keep Elijah Mitchell around very long. And I dropped Tyler Boyd pretty early on in the season too. Um, 
but I mean, outside of that, I it have my entire early, my entire early roster in the still year, intact. Early in the year, it was really funny chatting with both you and Carl about Rasheed Rice and Sky Moore, um, because I advised both of you hang on to hang on to them. So like the Chiefs yeah. offense, Patrick Mahomes, he's good enough. One of them are eventually going to pan out. And so I advised both of you to keep them. And Carl kept Sky Moore, I think maybe one week, probably one week longer than he should have. Um, and, you know, Rishi Rice ends up, you know, being a, a really, really good late round pick for you. I think you got him in what, like the 12th or 13th round? Pretty he was late. My last pick. He was my last pick. He was pick. your last 15th, pick. Yeah. So 15th round. So, yeah. Um, you know, I just I figured one of those two would hit, um, and it ends up being yeah. Rasheed Rice. So, yeah, Skymore did not, and I, I think he's yeah he's he's just out there for cardio now. He's not uh he's not doing much. So tough, tough scenes. Yeah, their uh, their patch catchers just don't do much. Richie James is a, kind of a bum for them. <laughs> Kind of Kadarius, a Kadarius Tony, he, dude, just just doing Kadarius Tony things. You know, I'm a Miami homer, but don't draft Florida players. They just they ain't it. They ain't it. You got Marquez Valdez Scantling who can't seem to catch a ball. The dude has like so many drops; it's insane. Sheesh. Yeah, really, the only people you can trust on that team are. Um, Travis Kelsey and Rasheed Rice. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Pacheco. well, Pacheco's actually been a pretty good pick for me. So, heck, you can trust Justin Watson more than you can trust. Don't they have two guys named Justin Watson? I don't think so. I think they do. I think it's. I think they have. Yeah, they do. No, it's Justin Ross. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He was product. a guy that. He was the one that I was like, I was kind of excited about for them. Um, he was a guy at Clemson, had back problems. He was really good at Clemson, and then he was really, really good at Clemson. He just hasn't been healthy, and then he got on the like exempt list, and uh, really just hasn't panned out. So tough scenes, tough scenes. Big body but, guy too, man. Six four, two hundred five. Yeah. Yeah, he was his true freshman year at Clemson. They won the national title, and he had a thousand yards and nine touchdowns. Just really good. I mean, yeah, he was good, and I think, like I said, it was a back injury. And back injuries are just really, really hard to come, uh, really hard to come back from. So it's, uh, you know, just is one of those things. So yeah, but I think that concludes our show for today, Keith. We've got a lot of say uh, so, man. A lot of uh, a lot of anxiety to do through, and lots of dooming and glooming to be had with our respective oh, believe opponents. Me. I'm gonna doom Carl. I'm gonna doom oh, Carl man, hard, I, dude. I I did the same thing to Austin. I was like, man, I texted you what I texted when I texted Austin. I said, man, yeah. Kittle and Rice are about to put up a goose egg, and both of them <laughs> scored touchdowns. So, to be fair, it looked like they were not going to do well. Uh, it was like halfway through the second quarter or something like that, and they have one catch each, and I'm like. God dang it, I'm screwed. And uh, yeah, it, uh, I got lucky. So I'll take it. Yeah. But 
Well, this tune time in next week, week we'll know who the championship yeah. matchup is, and uh, yeah, we'll be have a we'll we'll either both be really happy, or one of us happy, one of us sad, or both sad. So hopefully, hopefully, it's uh we go against each other for the. Uh, I for the... I said it. I think it was two weeks ago. I said uh, the belt is coming to your wedding. It's just a matter of who's bringing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm hoping I get to wear it. We've had we have had pretty good uh pretty good consistency on people getting married and winning the winning the title. So um I'd like to like to keep that tradition going. <laughs> I'd like for, to keep it going. <laughs> I'd like to keep that tradition going. Yeah, yeah. It's gotta be I mean me, if right? that if that's any indicator, you should be in pretty good shape here, so yeah, well, if if we keep going on with that, then it's definitely going to be Mo next year because I think he's the only one Mo should be getting married next year. So. Yeah, I think Joe missed the memo, or uh, not Joe, Gino missed the memo on you know married guys are supposed to win it all. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe he'll win the toilet bowl. <laughs> <laughs> win. <So. laughs> I don't. I, I don't know if you were reading these chats or not, and just one last thing, but. I feel like Mo and Gino, I don't know, maybe it was Mo, was under the impression that he has to go watch a baseball game and and pay money and buy beer and hot dogs at the stadium. Uh, so, I mean, if he wants to do that, by all means, but um, not, not necessarily part of the rules. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, honestly, for him, it's probably not too much more expensive to go to a Reds game and do the 999 live well, and in person than it is to they, just stay home and do it. I was going to say, they do have that, and they do have, like, there is, like, Dollar and Dogs Night or something like that, or there's, like, the Great Value um, great value or Family section where you can get, like, beer for, like, three bucks and a hot dog for a dollar or whatever. You just have to find them. So we'll see what he does there, but uh, I'm, uh, I'll be interested interested to yeah. see what happens well here's hoping that uh, you and i don't have to worry about that so but you know we can always just keep those standards on our expectations lower <laughs> lower and uh we'll never did be disappointed and uh, we'll see y'all next week hopefully uh not disappointed so take care everyone and uh, i'm gonna play some outro music because uh that's typically what we do at the end of the episode but um i gotta find it but hey, we're, we're good I'm dead fresh, I might pull up in a casket You be looking sweet like a fucking fruit basket Spit a couple raps, I get a check and Johnny Cash it I smash it, I let your mama rob my sunglasses I don't think nobody gonna fuck with me like I do Look at me killing that motherfuckers always talking But damn it, I'm high too, that means I don't give a fuck Yeah, I wanna stunt, I make your salary twice in a month I be-